2 has entered the podcast. Welcome, welcome back, people, to Player 2 has entered the podcast. That show about video games, pop culture, and two friends catching up for the week. I am your co-host, Michael, <gasps> a.k.a. MC Paper Stacks. And with me, as always, is my co-host with the co-most. Derek, a.k.a. Full Metal American. And here we are back again for another week. I'm just going to get right into it. Last night, I went to go see Jurassic World Dominion. And I'm here to tell you that that movie is ass and that you should not waste your money. <laughs> mm. Did you go in the theater to see it? Is it yeah. in the theaters? Yeah, it's okay. not a, it's not it's not a good movie. What's it called again? Jurassic World Dominion. Jurassic World Dominion. Are you a big Jurassic Park fan? I love Jurassic Park, like the original. And it's like every every movie gets progressively worse, and I don't know why I keep going to see them. It's just mm. it's kind of like the Resident Evil movies. Yeah, they've lost their wow factor. What makes them special? What made the mm. original special? Like mm-hmm. they've been doing dinosaurs for fucking 30 years now they're doing the dinosaurs now i said they've been doing <laughs> that damn near i was <laughs> i mean i actually made that joke when i was in the movie because <laughs> <Of course laughs> the raptor the raptor has a baby by itself and uh chris pratt is just looking at it mm. where my damn child support <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't put it past him oh digs at the crap man Crap man, yeah. Pratt man. At the crisp rat. Yep. But uh, yeah, bad movie, don't go see it. Okay. Yesterday, I actually went to a yard sale early in the morning before I took Nora to daycare, and I found a Philips CDI digital video player with about 10 games. I was like, ooh. For those of you who don't know, this is a game system that is just so very obscure. It is very rare. Yeah, I don't even think this is the actual console version of it because it's like well that's the thing the philips cdi had like several different versions yeah. that's what made it confusing and probably tanked it also the and the cdi sucked, itself but... had many different companies that made right. the console because you had magnavox yeah. you had philips and i think there was a third company that made it too so it's just very confusing and i'm sure that's why it didn't survive <laughs> <laughs> i can even tell you what year that console came out that's how fucking obscure it is yeah, there are definitely Let's Plays, because one of the notable things about the CDI is they actually borrowed uh, licensed games from Nintendo yeah. to make Mario, a Mario game, and I yep. think two Zelda games, was it? Mm-hmm. And the Zelda game is, like, very rare and very expensive. Yeah. It's like two grand. Yeah. Unfortunately, that wasn't in there, but there was a yeah. Hotel Mario was in there. Oh. And that's like a $200 game. Okay. Like, sure. All right. All right. And uh, I ended up paying $7 for everything. <sighs> <laughs> and the reason I don't, I wouldn't have felt bad anyway, but the reason I really don't feel bad is because it was the yard sale of a Trump supporter. <laughs> I'm surprised they sold it to you. Right? <laughs> he was talking to some other customers. And he was like, the only hope this country has is to get Trump back in office or in the Speaker of the House chair. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, okay, well, uh, hmm. good luck. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I would have feel too bad about not reminding him how much money he had there, too, to be honest. Right. So. <laughs> wow, they really do make the worst decisions, don't they? Mm-hmm. Bought a Philips CDI, didn't even know how to sell it properly after it gained a bunch of value. Right. He said it had been Man. in storage for years, so I was like, damn. Yeah, I bet it has. That's one of those stories that wet dreams are made out of, man. It's like, yeah, it's been in storage. <laughs> it's been in storage forever, you know, whatever here. Yeah, whenever you hear, like, oh, do you have any game stuff? Oh, I got a few things in storage. You're like, oh, my God, what am I going to see? Is it going to be, like, Nintendo World Championships? Ah! Yeah, and then it's a uh, fucking Atari. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's usually how it ends up being yeah or it's like a bunch of sports games <laughs> yeah that's what's been going on with me this week mike i'm gonna kick it over to you what's been going on with you 
Okay, well, I saw the Prey trailer, that prequel to Predator, mm-hmm. and you are completely correct. It looks amazing. Yeah. I'm definitely watching that shit because it's dropping August 5th on Hulu, so I ain't got to go nowhere to see it. Right. That's great. Yeah. We were talking the other day about an impression that you do really well. Mm-hmm. Smeagol. That's what it is. Smeagol <laughs> and Gollum. I wanted to remind you of that. Okay. <laughs> uh, we were talking offline about that. <laughs> yes. It's precious. <laughs> yeah i can't do it at all but i was listening to old episodes and i heard you do that impression i was like that's the one Mm -hmm. all right well let's see we watched a few shows Mm -hmm. so we could talk about those real quick pop culture wise we got comic books star wars and more comic book miss marvel i want to start with that yes episode one dropped what day did it drop wednesday Wednesday? yeah it was Wednesday. wednesday i think i caught it thursday but man Wow. Yeah. The last couple of Marvel shows, Hawkeye and Moon Knight, it took me a couple of episodes to warm up to it, especially in the case of Moon Knight. But mm-hmm. just from jump, I was on board with Miss Marvel. And I think that's largely due to the stylistic choices they make where her imagination kind of invades her reality. Right. And then kind of the Edgar Wright style of editing, like the whole like text conversation when her friend was like going up to his room, I thought was really cool how they yeah. graphic that in. And then just the casting of Miss Marvel herself. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Excellent. You know, it's funny. Miss Marvel as a character, especially the modern iteration that kind of geeks out about the other Avengers, it skirts a line between endearing and annoying, I feel like. Especially if she fangirls out too hard and the characters aren't that strong, a la Marvel's, Marvel's Avengers. Avengers. <laughs> yeah. She was like geeking out about them. I'm like, girl, you got to find better people to look up to. They suck. Right. But, but in this case, obviously, it's uh, it's earned. And she just, I don't know. I, I just immediately was like, yes, I like I like this. I like this girl. She's great. Yeah. Yeah. It so. was a uh, very cute. I'm very attached to her as a character and yeah. <laughs> and very much so the father as well. No spoilers, but Oh, oh yeah. The yeah, there was there were some really tender and sweet family moments in this mm-hmm. show. And I know I just I'm so invested in her story just from the little slice of life they gave me in this episode and I want to see her succeed and I'm really happy whenever she does. So I mean, I think I'm going to be there every Wednesday checking it out. I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm just hoping that whatever opposing force she has come against her is something that's interesting and not just a, a one-off type of deal. They made some pretty big reaches with the other TV shows so far, so I don't yeah. think that you're asking for much. You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. think about the villain introduced in Loki or yeah. the villains we kind of return to in Hawkeye, right? Like, yeah. some cool shit happens. So, yeah. I agree. I think that's not too much to ask. But even if they don't, I can tell the show is in good hands. And obviously, they nailed the character. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see more, for sure. Yeah, I'm with it. All right. And then uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi came out. Mm-hmm. Did all the episodes drop or how no, many are out? No, it was uh, four are out right now. Four out right now. Okay, I yeah. think I've seen two. And the second one... I kind of fast forwarded through a bit of it because I just wanted to get to a lightsaber fight. There you go. Um, <laughs> so that can probably kind of clue you in as to how I was enjoying the show. But how do you find the show? It's fine. I like it. Okay. Just as a Star Wars fan, as a Ewan McGregor mm-hmm. Obi Wan fan, it hits that hits that little prequel sweet spot for me. Like the prequels, we know they're bad. We know they're bad, but there are some parts of it that are good. Do we? He because you rolled your eyes. I rolled my eyes at what? At we know they're bad. 
Oh, no, no, no. Do no, we no, know no. they're bad? Yeah, I know they're bad. Okay, fair I, enough. Yeah, I know Revenge of the Sith is my favorite. <laughs> I'm thinking there's a bit of a generational divide because I've been seeing praise for this show and I've, I've seen some criticisms too. And I feel like this show, there's a lot of kind of nostalgia for kids who watched the prequels when they were young and maybe mm-hmm. weren't as discerning and kind of accepted it more wholesale than, say, adults did, who you know, who saw the previous Star Wars films. So there may be some of that going on. But I didn't know, like, how you felt about the prequels personally when you saw them and if you're attached to them at all. Yeah. As far as the prequels go, like, all that political bullshit, obviously, I was never a fan of because it just took up so much of the movie. And so much of the plot. I vote for like, uh, I vote for no confidence in the chancellor. Right. <laughs> a vote oh, of no, no confidence. Misa vote no confidence. <laughs> Pretty much. Misa get all emergency powers to Emperor Palpatine. I mean Darth City. I mean. <laughs> Misa ruined the world. Jar Jar Binks making the biggest mistakes in the whole series. <laughs> oh, who are you telling? But uh, yeah, oh, uh, I'm enjoying Obi Wan. There's a lot of people that don't like the antagonist, which is uh, the third sister. I think That's one Riva. of the things I like about the show. One of the few things I like about the show is the third sister. She's awesome. Yeah, and so many people don't like her. And you know it's because she's black and because she's a yeah, woman. people suck. And that's literally it. I was talking to this guy the other day, and he said, I just don't like... It's a black guy. He said, I don't like the third sister. I just feel like they could have just got a man to do it Damn, i was like just, what man mask off for that guy he yeah. just gave it to you i was like oh. usually you try to skirt around that <laughs> yeah i was like no okay that's that cool. ain't it chief Oof. no i and honestly i feel like that generation of people who balk whenever they see a, a woman in a role they feel like should go to a man but he's like my age that's the thing I, well i know because we still grew up on a lot of that me- male center media yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm and I got to tell you, when it first started happening, I wasn't mad about it, but I did kind of feel some type of way. I had to, like, change my perception because I was socialized and grew up, you know, that way. Right. And so it took some adjustments for me. But when you think about it long enough, you're like, why the fuck not? We're, we're, yeah. I mean, people choke people with their mind. Right. You know what I mean? Is it so It doesn't far-fetched? matter if it's a man or a woman. Exactly. Like, if you're a man, is your force choke stronger than a woman? Right? Force it's so choke? stupid. And I'll tell you one thing. I'm, I'm more scared of women than I am of men any day of the week. Man, <laughs> any day of the week. Yeah. Any day. Woo. Scary. Don't have no fury. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, for reals, for reals, even nowadays that we're affording women more opportunity, we're seeing the strength that they do bring to the table. Not that you need strength in order to be valued as a woman, or at least not strength in the traditional sense. But, I mean, I am constantly impressed by the women in my life and the women that I work with. And especially because they're becoming more assertive. Because, again, women were socialized a certain way. Right. right? Mm -hmm. They were socialized not to be ambitious. And sometimes because other women would pick on them, not just men. Right. Right. They were socialized not to stand out. And they were socialized not to show off their strength like, you know, men do. And when we show off, it's confidence. When they show off, they're being bossy, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So it's a little fucked. And I I hope that that attitude continues to dissipate because in my mind, I don't even like 
think about that anymore. I just saw her and saw like how mean she was, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> You know yeah, what I mean? Like, That's a bad bitty right there. Yeah, that bad bitty, man. Don't fuck with that chick. But um, yeah, the the thing I didn't like about the show, or the thing I didn't like about Obi Wan, really came down to Princess Leia. Mm. Talk about good casting with Miss Marvel. Princess Leia was terrible casting. Oh, the, not the baby. The the mm, no, the not lines the that they wrote for her were too advanced for a girl her age. I feel like they should have aged her up a little bit. And mm-hmm. then when she's running from like grown ass people in the forest and then grown ass people in the city, people yeah. acting like they can't catch her. Mm-hmm. She can't there is no you can't tell me that people spend that long chasing her, even if it's like in a crowded area or in the woods. All you gotta do is just reach your arm out and snatch her up by the collar. Yeah. And uh I wanna <laughs> I want to talk about a, a little spoiler from episode four real quick. It's nothing big, but there's a a rescue attempt and they're walking out and literally Obi-Wan just has a giant trench coat, basically, and yeah. layers underneath it. And they're oh walking to pass like so many people. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. There's so many logical fallacies in this show or inconsistencies. Like when Obi-Wan finds out that all the bounty hunters in that city are after him. He just like that hood he put over his face ditches it like 30 seconds right. later. And he's, he's just like, well, like full face looking at people. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. It's just, yeah, there's a lot of that. And then her acting. I mean, I don't like to pick on child actors, you know what I mean? As mm-hmm. a rule. But her acting is terrible. I mean, I'm usually more forgiving. And, and like if a kid just kind of is able to pass off their lines, I'm like, okay. But she is actively bad. No. This is not the rule for her. No. Again, I don't know if it's just because the direction she's been given or the lines and how she's delivering them, but she is consistently bad in every scene that she is in. <laughs> and it ruins the show for me. And I can tell that she's going to be a big part of the show, so I don't want to finish it. Oh, man. I want none of what you got, Obi-Wan. You don't want to see a big final lightsaber duel between him and Darth Vador. I'll YouTube it later. Oh, shit. I'm saying... I'm not going to suffer through any more of that bad acting or lazy writing just to see, you know, I guess it is really like the prequels. But yeah, I'm, I'm not going to suffer through all that just to see some sweet lightsaber duels at the end. All right. So the other thing that I watch that you don't watch is The Boys. Season three premiered last week mm-hmm. and they dropped the first three episodes. And oh, my God, I got to say that uh, I have a very strong stomach. Mm hmm. I don't get queasy, really. But they did something in the first episode that made me, like, lose my shit. I was like, oh, God. Oh, my. Yeah. I remember you mentioning that. No. (laughs) And those of you who have seen the first episode of season three know exactly what I'm talking about. It's it's like they somehow find a way to keep getting more disgusting. And I Mm -hmm. love it and hate it at the same time. But overall, I love the show. Yeah. I love the show. I love all the characters. Every season, they're in like just different positions, like emotionally and mentally, where it's just like, what's going to happen with this character this season? Like, I just mm-hmm. really want to know. God, all the politics around uh, like popularity and stuff <laughs> on the show for the superheroes is just, it's just funny. It's hilarious. It seems exactly how it would be if superheroes existed for real. Yeah, there's a lot of takes out there, superheroes, but what if real, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Watchmen dabbles in that a little bit, kick ass. Mm -hmm. They're still a little bit fantastical, obviously, but they, you know, they all have like something to bring to the table as far as like, maybe this is what would really happen. 
Yeah. And I admire the boys for that, too. I never really got on with it just because of the sudden bouts of body horror. You know what I yeah. mean? And again, the superhero fatigue. But I'm glad that you're enjoying it. That's great. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Awesome. All right, well, let's move on over to what we're playing this week. Derek, what video games have you been getting into, man? All right, so I decided to try out Blitz the League 2 for mm. PS3. It's NBA Jam for the NFL, basically. I thought NFL Street was NBA Jam for the NFL. No. NFL Blitz is NBA Jam for the NFL. Okay. Yes, because NFL Blitz was coming out. Oh, Jesus. Well, before that, it was NFL Extreme, but let me... I used to play a lot of sports games that were sports. like... <laughs> yeah. Break. Break. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I got a chance to play that, and I mean, it, it's pretty good. It runs very well. Uh, this is a game where they really dig into like injuries and stuff, so when you get injured, it's like an x-ray move from Mortal Kombat where they're like, ah, mm-hmm. you got... They, ex- Zoom in on your muscles. He's like, oh, he's having back spasms. And now you got to take him over to the bench and you got to stick him with a syringe to make him feel better. And the closer you aim to the center of it, the sooner he'll be able to play again. And the more, I don't know, experience points or power he'll get when he gets back on the field. Okay. Yeah, it's just just really fun, like arcade style football. Football! (laughs) Football! Football! So uh, I was really enjoying that. And also, you... We're at the booth last weekend, and yeah. you were playing Wii Sports Resort. Hanging at the booth. And I had never played Wii Sports Resort before. I was always You never Wii played Sports. it before? I never it's played so it before. It's so fucking that. good. You were playing the archery, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try that when he leaves. Archery's and dead. I was playing the archery like for at least an hour. Just yeah. like I was sitting down, dude. I was just like, yeah, I'm the shit. Bullseye, baby. Bullseye. Yeah. Ten. <laughs> Ten. But then when they started getting further and further away and the wind started blowing more, it was like mm-hmm. four, one. I was like, fuck. Oh, damn. <laughs> At least you hit the board. Sometimes I just whiff it completely. Oh, yeah. I definitely was missing. For sure. <laughs> I just didn't want to say it. But <laughs> but yeah, I was really enjoying that. I always thought that We Sports Resort was like the redheaded stepchild. No, it is We Sports, but better. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy to me. It's everything that We Sports was more better. Good. More better. Good. That's awesome. actually the tagline. If you look at the box, Wii Sports Resort, more, better, good. Speaking of that, I haven't even tried Nintendo Switch Sports yet. I wonder if that's even... I've been hearing, I've been hearing good things. Yeah, I definitely want to pick it up. But also Mario Strikers. Like, there's yeah, a lot of strong, multiplayer yeah. on Switch I want to get to. But, you know, there's a lot of releases that are around the same time. You know how that goes. Question. Mm-hmm. Have you played any games this week that are not old enough to drink? They're not old enough to drink. Um... <laughs> i'll fuck it with you no i, I was like you got some old games this week yeah some oldies i've been doing that sometimes too like just going to the back catalog and it's so awesome when you find an older game and you thought it wasn't that great and you discover it's amazing you're like wow my yeah. what was my life before this exactly and i never owned a wii myself in its hay so yeah this is me neither nice. i got it way late and had to play catch up but there's a lot of really fantastic wii games out there like if you were to go and collect for the Wii, I don't think it would be a wasted effort. It would probably be a little more difficult now because some of those games are definitely more rare, but they're not as bad as trying to track down GameCube games. Yeah, when you agree. Games are fucking ridiculous. Yeah, if you want to do a GameCube collection, get that pocketbook ready. <laughs> get, that, get that checkbook ready. All right. Well, I told you last week that I was going to dive more into Spirit Fairer. I mm-hmm. did. And. It just kind of got repetitive, which I feel oh. bad about. I was really, I was like trying to go forward to the story 
And I think I got to a pivotal point with one of the characters, but they left and I didn't know where to find them. And then I got really into grinding out to expand the size of my ship and the efficacy of my facilities so I can get more comfort for the passengers, more quality food. I can now mix two different items in the kitchen. So we're cooking Zelda style. Oh, yeah. You know, different stuff like that. And I'm enjoying it, but I just wish it was paced a little better because I want to get to that drama. And I still haven't gotten to it. And then I got distracted by other stuff this week. Ben got it back into Pokemon. So I got back into Pokemon. And then I got like on a a shiny catching streak. Mm -hmm. And I literally had to dedicate a second box to shinies. One thing I did notice is no one else is playing Pokemon Legends Arceus anymore because I got an extra shiny Buneri. And I put up in the message boards and Discord... Hey, I got an extra shiny. Who wants to trade? Complete radio silence. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I figured I would entice folks with that shiny. I actually had, I got three shiny Buneries in one encounter. I was oh, like, oh, they you. thought, they, they must have thought Ben was playing, but it was me. Right. <laughs> one thing that happened to me this week that I did not expect, a very pleasant surprise, Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes dropped a demo. Oh, okay. A thick demo. Ooh, thicky thick. Probably the most content-rich demo I have ever seen. Really? And all your progress carries over into the full game. That's dope. Yes. That's super Now, the reason why it's so thick, for those who are familiar with the original Three Houses game, you can pick one of the three houses, and then the story kind of branches off. And in this game, you can do the same thing during the demo, and you branch off the story. So if, in oh. effect, if I finish this demo and I want to go back and I did save the save right before that decision, I can pick the other two houses just to see what happens and then okay. kind of stick with the house that I prefer for my uh, carryover into the full game. That's nice. That's yeah. really nice. After playing it as hard as I could yesterday and today, <laughs> I, I must have gotten... Uh, maybe five or six hours into it. I'm not really sure, to be honest. I, I have no way of telling on the Switch. Mm. But uh, I have lots of thoughts. So the opening cutscene for this game is very similar to the opening cutscene for Three Houses. Mm-hmm. For the exception, there are mad spoilers for Three Houses in this opening cutscene. Oh, really? Yeah. And it has to do with just some secrets that are revealed in the game about a couple of characters. Right. And just immediately, they assume that you played Three Houses. So if you're concerned about story spoilers for Three Houses, I would not play this game. If you are concerned that maybe you won't understand the story if you haven't played Three Houses, that is correct. (laughs) Uh, They do something very interesting. I almost thought this was another golden route, kind of like how Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity did it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think it kind of is, but I also think there's some time travel shenanigans going on, even though that wasn't part of the plot of Three Houses. Right. Because in the very beginning, like the first battle, you play as one of the OCs, you know, with the blue, purplish hair that you saw. Mm -hmm. And then you run into Byleth. And Byleth is wearing their academy outfit, like the one that they got when they started teaching at Garrick Mock Monastery. Right. But the thing is, the timeline... Byleth hasn't met any of the leaders of the three houses that go to Garrick Mock, nor has Byleth actually gone there themselves to start teaching. Oh. As detailed as this game is, there's no way they would make that mistake on accident. Right. So I feel like what we fought was Byleth from some kind of weird future who came back 
but was fighting alongside Geralt's mercenaries. Mm-hmm. And then you meet the leaders of three houses when they're running from bandits later on. And it's a kind of reenactment of the first battle from the three houses. And of course they're interested in bringing you into their house. And then when you go to Garrick mock, you join as a student instead of a teacher because you're their age. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's just the prologue. Like you spend a little bit time at the school, but really they get you to the school to get you introduced to certain characters and have you pick a house and then, boom, events go a lot quicker, and you fast-forward two years instead of five years. There's a five-year jump in the original game. And it's interesting. I picked the Black Eagles. Edelgard heads them up. She is the uh, heir to the Empire. Mm-hmm. And she has this plot that she enacts in three houses that I will not spoil for those who haven't played it, because it's a great game and you should play it. But what's interesting is because the events are slightly shifted, instead of meeting Byleth as a teacher, she met me as a student she changes or shifts her plans Mm. and it actually changes like big reveals who the characters are with their motivations and then sets her down a separate path but towards the same end she was aiming for in three houses oh okay very now i'm like super interested because with three houses i beat the campaign for the blue lions and for the lester alliance i think they're they're the golden deer golden deer thank you Mm -hmm. And then I got most of the way through, but I never actually fully finished the campaign for Black Eagles. So I don't know exactly what Edelgard's endgame is. And that's just because at that point I was like over almost 200 hours in. And I just, yeah, I yeah. was like, I'll come back to this later. And because that's how I did it. I, I beat, you know, the Blue Lions, came back to it later, did the, you know, the uh, mm-hmm. Lester Alliance, came back later. So let's talk about it. Okay. I'm meeting a lot of characters that I knew only by name. The parents of a lot of the characters from the original game, some of them playable, which is really cool. Hmm. Immediately, I first noticed the music is on par with the original game. They still kind of Dynasty Warriors it up. Hearing the battle theme from Three Houses, like, gave me chills. And then hearing, like, some some guitars coming in, like, I was like, yes! So into it. What I immediately noticed about the combat in this game when I started playing is it's more measured and a little slower. Usually, especially in modern day Warriors games, the combat comes out so quick that you can barely figure out which attack string you're on so you know which like special to use. Right. Because obviously pressing the special attack button will vary what attack you actually do depending on how many regular attacks you did prior to pressing it. Right. right. And the marriage of fire emblem and warriors games is still just as cohesive but they add a lot of three houses specific mechanics to this game that Mm. really really work well amazingly well they incorporated classes and you know you you do special moves like say you have a character you'd spend points to do like a, a special attack or like a you know like arrow attack axe attack or whatever they worked that in and paired it with weapon durability. So in three houses, you use a weapon so many times, and then if you use a special attack, it would actually use up more durability. Eventually, it would either break or you'd have to repair it. In this game, if you use the special abilities, it takes away from your weapon durability, and then it's like almost like magic points, because once you deplete them, you can't use that special move anymore, but the weapon durability will reset after battle. Oh, okay. Yeah, and there are items within the battle you can find, like in pots that you break open, that could reset some of your weapon charges so you can use more special moves. Nice. So that's cool. And you learn different special moves throughout, you know, learning different classes and, like, your individual characters' proficiencies. They do have... Individual characters may have access quicker to certain abilities than others. 
And the more you use the special abilities, the more they power up and become even more useful in battle. Mm. Awesome. The weapon triangle is important. Again, it was not important in Three Houses, but in this game, they're like, no, it's going to be important. So you can very clearly see when you highlight a character on the map or if you're just running around which generals and, and which enemies you have an advantage over if they're named because there'll be like little arrows indicating if they have an advantage over you or if you have an advantage over them. And there's a much higher emphasis on going to the map and telling your characters to go this way and that, because in order to S rank a stage, the time is a lot more tight, super tight, but the rewards for S ranking a stage are really high. You get like permanent stat boosts and weapons and shit like Mm. that. So that's pretty cool. You get an MVP bonus post-battle, like in Three Houses. So the character that did the best during the battle will get a, like a little experience bump, and their mood will actually improve. And mood plays into the battle as far as how much experience they gain and how strong they are during the battle. Mm-hmm. Aloise, one of the returning characters from Three Houses, is to a T the same as his character was. He makes really terrible puns all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and I like repeatedly in every scene he's in, he does at least one. He fires one off. The first joke I heard him say was, if I don't finish my assigned tasks, I'm mission the point. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. See, because it sounds like missing, but it's mission. mission. Yeah, she said that, too. I was like, wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's very groan inducing, but in an, in an endearing way. Uh, I met Sylvain. And because my OC, I picked the girl over the boy. He hit on her because that's what Sylvain do. Right. Right. Uh, he'll do the same thing with Lady Byleth over the guy Byleth, depending on which one you pick. The gatekeeper that you would run into in Garrick Mock, who always goes, nothing to report. Same voice actor, same dude shows up in a camp that you can access to after the prologue. And the camp itself is kind of like Garrick Mock because your fellow soldiers are kind of sprinkled throughout. And there are facilities where you can train and you only have so many points to train when you're on a campaign and sometimes taking different territories during a chapter where you're like campaigning for an ultimate like main mission goal, the smaller battles can actually return some of those points to you. So you can go back to camp and maybe eat with people to increase your bond with them or train with them. So you can increase your class and weapon proficiency and also your bond with them or do like maintenance chores, like taking care of the horses, shit like that. Mm-hmm. And of course, just like in Three Houses and just like in the original Fire Emblem Warriors and Fire Emblem in general, having close confidants and improving your social links with your comrades will improve how you battle with them. You'll get bonuses by battling near them or having them assigned to you like a group, just like in the original Fire Emblem Warriors. They call them an adjutant, but a person attaches to you And then you can switch between two different characters in battle. And you have like stat bonuses when you pair up with the character and your your muso or special attacks will be increased and both the characters will come out to blast the area. Ooh, blast that shit. There is a bit more of a tactical disadvantage to doing that in some of the tighter battles. Like in the original Fire Emblem Warriors, there's just no question. Pair up with somebody. But in this one, there were a couple of battles where I'm like, I could pair up and improve my relationship with these two characters and then have a sword and an axe to switch to for my you know weapon advantage. But I probably should send this character up north to take care of this general and then send these other characters this way. We're going to need to split up in order to finish within the allotted time and not get an A rank instead of an S rank, right? Right. So you'll make different decisions like that as you go. 
and uh, the finding itself feels great. The characters all feel different. When they change classes, they'll also change attack string. And one of the things they did, which I thought was really amazing, was they implemented a system to encourage you to switch characters. Because that's one of the problems with Warriors games sometimes, is you get your main or your favorite, and you just want to play with them all the time. They have units that get quote-unquote energized if they're not used during the most previous battle. Not all of them, but like a, a handful. So if you look through your roster of available soldiers that you can play as, and you get this little icon that shows they're energized, if you bring them into battle, they'll gain more experience. And the more energized troops you have in battle for that stage... At the end, the more experience everybody gains. And then they oh, lose okay. their energized status, right? Cool. So it encourages not encourages you not to use the same characters, even if your other characters are stronger, because you'll still get a boost to experience for the characters that you bring in and the other ones that you already wanted to play as, right? Mm-hmm. So very, very neat. So it's a good way. And, of course, you can buy levels like you could in previous Warrior games, so... If people fall way too far behind in levels because you can't level everybody up at the same time, you can kind of scale them back up if you need to. More importantly, though, your stat boosts that you get in Fire Emblem when you level up are random. They were like that in Three Houses, too. It was like rolling a dice. Sometimes you get like one or two stat boosts and the character would say something like, oh, I didn't really grow that much. I suck. Or you'd get like a bunch and they're like, yeah, I'm raring to go. Like they get Mm -hmm. really excited. So it was like a chance. The higher classes you go in this game, the higher chance you have at better stat boosts. So you kind of want to advance as fast as you can, but if you don't stop and master jobs, then you also lose out on special abilities. The way they mitigate this is you can actually reset your character back to level one anytime you want and then quickly level them back up. But if they're in a higher class, they'll probably get a better stat spread. Mm. It's a good way to switch characters around and really get a feel for, you know, what path you want them to take and then they won't lose a whole bunch of stats because you're experimenting with them on different classes of, of a lower level to figure out where you want to actually eventually place them. Yeah. It's extremely deep. It's really good. I saw that there are bonuses for save data and amiibo presence. So I imagine if you have three houses data or maybe even fire emblem warriors data, you probably get bonuses and three houses. The amiibos unlocked a lot of really useful items and some special music from previous fire emblem games. I'm hoping it does something similar here. You know what I find interesting? That they didn't make Amiibo for the heads of the three houses. They really should have, right? <laughs> like, those would have sold like hotcakes, man. What are you doing, Nintendo? The choices they make to make Amiibos or not make Amiibos don't really make much sense to me. Yeah. Just make the Amiibo. Like, when Luigi's Mansion 3 came out, where's that Amiibo? Come on. Right. But uh, what are you going to do? But yeah, that's uh, that wraps up what I've been playing, and... Since this demo is so robust, I probably am going to talk more about it next week, even though the game doesn't come out until later this month, Mm -hmm. because I feel like I have a lot more to dive into. I will say my only criticism of the game so far, and it's not a terrible one, but it's a little slow to start, and I was almost worried that it was going to be a bunch of cutscenes, one battle, a bunch of cutscenes, one battle. And I was like, oh, they're not going to do the, you know, walk around and talk to people, the social aspect that they did with Garrick Mock in the first game. But they do actually eventually get to that style of gameplay. Oh, okay. So it really cool. does feel like a Three Houses. I don't know if you, you can't call it a prequel or a sequel. A Three Houses What If? Parallel. <laughs> right? But with, <laughs> instead of strategy battles, you're doing warrior style battles. And I am for it. I, I uh-huh. love it. Everything about it is beautiful and I'm super happy. Nice. I'm glad. I'm glad. So, oh, I forgot to mention, I actually got a Switch OLED. 
So hey. I've been looking at its crisp, beautiful colors. Isn't it nice? It, you know what? It is nice. It yeah. is nice. I'll agree with you. I don't know if it's worth throwing down that kind of money, but considering that I was going to do something special with my older Switch that I have not done yet, so I won't mention it in case a certain someone's listening, but yeah, it, it's nice. I, I yeah. dig it. Sweet. So. All right. Well, I think it's time to get over to gaming news. Gaming news. Oh, lots of stuff. Let's get to it. We have the Summer Game Fest, but before we get to that, a few tidbits. Castlevania Nocturne. Yes. On Netflix. Yes. Richter. Give it to me, Mr. Belmont. So we didn't get a release date, but we did get a little bit of animation and some voiceover during the teaser trailer. You can go check it out online. It's like 30 seconds long. And, I mean, considering how well they did with the original story and how they wrapped it up in a tight bow. I hope they have the same level of care and planning for Richter's story, whatever it ends up being. Yeah. Now, is Richter, Cypher, and Trevor's son, or is he a further descendant? I don't know. I can't Because he looks like Cypher. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. And I can't remember if they said they were going to name him Richter or Simon. I think it is Richter, though. You think it is? I don't know. I'd have to go back and like watch the show. It was definitely, obviously, a famous Belmont that they were about to, you know, make. So right. they're about to raise. So right. <laughs> you gonna Google it? Yeah, I'm gonna Google it. Okay. We're gonna find out. Uh, All right. While you're googling it, I'm gonna talk about the next bit of news. So Trek to Yomi actually got an update to fix some of its combat, and I was really excited to actually check that out. I even re-downloaded it, and I was gonna play it this week, but three hopes happened. Mm-hmm. So. I will probably be able to squeeze it in towards the end of next week. So hopefully I'll have some updates on whether or not Trek to Yomi's combat is a little bit more doable. Again, it's weird. And I don't know if this is just because of different versions or because we just honestly suck. But I've heard people talk about Trek to Yomi that play like the PC version or other versions. And it sounded like they didn't have any issue with the combat at all. And if anything, they felt like they felt like it was easy or uncomplicated. Okay. And then, you know, there are people like you and me that kind of had an issue with it. And I played on Xbox. You played on Xbox too, right? Yeah, I played on Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm going to check that out, though, and get back with you guys. But if you're interested in checking it out for yourself, that update did go up. Hopefully it fixes a few of the issues we had. More union news. This is super positive. So there are quality assurance workers at Keywords Studios. There are contractors for BioWare in Canada. They recently voted unanimously all 16 of them, to form a union. Amazing. And it seems like they're already going through contract negotiations this week. Hopefully, BioWare's on board. I don't really know, like, kind of how that whole situation's going to work exactly, but I'll keep my eye out for additional news. It's just, I hope every week I have more, like, these people are forming a union and these people. What I really like is the fact that when I've been hearing news about unions formed, it's always been the people that I feel in the gaming industry are treated the worst. And I mean, mm. I feel like testers are pretty close. They're not treated very well, especially contractors that are testers. So great news. Cool. So I did some digging and you get ready for this. Richter is the great, 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 great grandson of Trevor and Cypher. Damn. So that's like, so he was born in the eighties, huh? <laughs> right <laughs> that's a couple hundred years so they're really uh yeah yeah they kept that line going good for them 
Yeah, it's, it's hard to survive out here in these streets, man, in these Castlevania right. streets. Right. Well, that is very cool, and I bet we'll still see the same performance from Dracula, which is awesome, and I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to it. It'd be really neat to see a Dracula who's been through it for a few hundred years and how he's feeling. Right. Um, not that he wasn't already old to begin with. Mm-hmm. All right. Capcom announces another digital showcase on June 13th, so we'll be checking that out this week. In addition to, of course, the... Bethesda Xbox showcase that is actually as of the day of this episode releasing today, the 12th. Uh, so for us, a couple of days from now. And then they actually announced they're going to do an extended showcase on the 14th. All right. All right. So Capcom doing their second showcase this week. Xbox is doing two in a row. Other news. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Special Edition crashed the Nintendo site. People trying to get on there to get it, and it just yeah. they formed a line, and then eventually scalpers gonna scalp. So yeah. <laughs> those things are already up. You can go to eBay right now and see people going pre-order confirmed. I'm selling it to you. Yeah, pre-order. I can't receipt in hand. <laughs> if you have ever bought from a scalper in your life, like somebody who pre-ordered it and then turned around right around and sold it. Stop it. Stop it. It's not worth it. Because the only reason why this is an industry or even a thing is because people actually purchase this shit from them. Stop doing it. Yeah. Teach them a lesson. Even as just a product, it's not something that you need that bad. You don't even need it. You don't don't need it. it. You don't need it. And it's not even that good of a collector's edition. (laughs) It's really not. It's literally like a steel book and an art book. And that's it. There's no statue with it. There's no little figures booklet yeah yeah, unique, yeah whatever the thing that pisses me off is a lot of these retailers or you know companies like nintendo or xbox playstation they have the technology to stop this from happening yeah for instance playstation direct will sell you a playstation 5 through your playstation account so you go online and set up and register or whatever and that way they can track if people are buying multiple systems now yeah bots can start this and that but again there are probably ways like you can prioritize people with pre-existing accounts you know or aged accounts something like that Mm -hmm. and i wouldn't mind getting like you know legacy treatment for a special edition and i don't think most of us in the community would mind because the person that sincerely wants to get xenoblade chronicles 3 special edition probably been with nintendo for a minute yeah i would love that even though it is just an art book and it's deal with like i would love that yeah, but also just make more. Yeah, make enough. There's that too. Make that too. There's that too. Make extra. <laughs> yeah, it's not like it's like hard to produce a damn steel book. But uh, right. All right. We mentioned last week we were talking about the Mega Drive Two from Sega was producing overseas, mm-hmm. and that brought up a conversation because we talked about it like, ooh, can't wait for the Saturn or Dreamcast Mini. Yeah. And in a recent interview. Yosuke Okunari, which is the classic hardware producer over at Sega, mm-hmm. they had mentioned that they had considered doing the minis, but the costs were too high. Essentially, semiconductor shortages due to COVID and the internal cost of development, they decided to back off. Damn it. It wasn't a hard no, but it doesn't sound like something they're looking at doing anytime soon. So yeah. uh, that's unfortunate, but I, I get it. Hopefully one day the technology will catch up to what they're willing to spend and then we can we can get those mini consoles too. That would be really cool. Yeah. So. Heavy rumors that Kojima is working on a horror game leaked with a video this week. The game appears to be called Overdose. 
Kojima Productions actually, they reached out to the person who uploaded the video, I think it was on Twitter, and asked them to take it down, which tells me it's legit. Right. And Kojima had previously made comments that he was currently watching horror movies in order to prep for his next project. So I'm kind of psyched about a horror-themed Kojima game. I think he would do a really decent one, especially, you know, from what we've seen with PT. So Yeah. Now, this is the news I didn't want to tell you about when we were prepping in the notes because I wasn't sure if you knew and I wanted to surprise you if you didn't know. Okay. All right. According to a recent Bloomberg article reporting from Jason Schreier, mm-hmm. three sources that are close to development, mm-hmm. God of War Ragnarok is planned for a November release. Ooh, please be true. And they should confirm or announce it later this month. Please be true. Oh my god, yeah. I need that yesterday. You were worried that it wasn't going to come out this I year, know. and I was I was pretty convinced it wasn't going to come out this year. Oh my god! And since we didn't see it at the recent state of play, you know what I mean. And it's been talked about to death, but when I tell you that God of War twenty eighteen was like just such a fucking breath of fresh air for me yeah. and Kratos's like journey, because I played every single God of War game, even the PSP ones, Ascension, which was the prequel on PS three. And it just, it was getting old, Kratos being just a big old rage monster, killing and fucking everything that moves. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Not necessarily in that order, either. Exactly. So, when I tell you that this is my most anticipated game for this year, or just my most anticipated game for PS5, period, it's, it's, it's... I believe you. It's so 100% true. It's so Honestly, true. It's not fucking funny, man. Schreier has really good resources, and he's done some pretty accurate reporting in the past when it comes to potential leaks. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely now more leaning towards this is coming out in November, like it's been reported. Luckily, we'll be able to see whether or not that holds water, since paired with that was they're going to announce it later this month. So we're not going to have to wait too long to see if that actually is true, because if they don't announce it this month, then I'll be like, well, maybe. The sources weren't actually that accurate, but I I, I trust if he was going to put an article up, him specifically, not mm-hmm. like comicbook.com, I'm trusting right. it. Or know? the onion. <laughs> 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 All right. So Summer Games Fest. Uh, Ooh, uh, summer hmm. doo-doo fest. Yeah, a lot of people weren't into <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> a lot of people weren't into the presentation. I heard a lot of folks call it mid. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah yeah, what's funny is I watched the upload to the Game Awards YouTube channel and they paired the Day of the Devs on the back end of it. Mm. So when you pair it with the Day of the Devs, it actually almost seems kind of varied because of all the cool indie games that Day of the Devs Independent Games Festival showed. Yeah, We'll, we'll talk about a couple of those, but as far as the Summer Game Fest, yeah, people were saying like, so Jeff, how many space shooters do you want to do this year? And he's like, yes. <laughs> all of them please all of them please one thing i thought was interesting just because you know you and i are both interested in playing this game callisto protocol Mm -hmm. the schofield cut trailer yeah and extended gameplay i noticed it was very similar to the trailer we saw at the state of play but they did extend some of the death scenes like when that monster bit off the character's head yeah oh my god bled for a moment i was like oh dear and when he got dragged into the fucking (laughs) Yeah, at the end of the at the end of the gameplay demo, he got another death that we got to see. That was wild. But man, that extended gameplay demo, I thought before, like obviously this is a spiritual successor to Dead Space. He just straight it's ripped Dead fucking, Space off. It's Dead Space. Yeah. But how do you rip off your own shit? You know what I mean? Like right. it, he created it. 
Yeah, so, even like down to the breathing of the character. I know, and like the fact that their health bar is on their back, like not yeah. down his spine, but on his neck. On his neck, yeah. And then, you know, yeah, he puts on the helmet, you know, to go out in certain areas, and it appears as though gameplay is going to evolve severing limbs again, and he has that little, like, mm-hmm. uh, that force pulley thing that you yep. can kind of pull in and throw out. action. Yep. Yeah, the kinesis action. I was like, is EA about to send a C and D? Yeah. E and A gonna send a C and D. Because <laughs> that shit was like, woo, that was Dead Space through and through. Yeah, and I'm not mad because, I mean, that's yeah. his shit. So I'm right. happy and I'm definitely gonna get that. I'm gonna completely, completely ignore the Dead Space remake. I don't want that to do numbers. I want EA to learn their lesson. I want them to see how successful Callisto Protocol is and feel bad. I want mm-hmm. them to have a bad day. So join yeah. me in that horror fans. Have a bad day. Ignore the Dead Space remake because whatever it is that you loved about Dead Space, it's not in there because it's not the same people making it. If you really are a fan of Dead Space, get your ass over to Callisto Protocol. That's where it's at, December yeah. 2nd. Now, Ooh, I, I saw recently, they didn't mention this, I don't think, in the Games Fest, but there's exclusive content for the PlayStation version. Hmm. They're okay. getting a pre-order bonus oh. in the form of like some kind of item or weapon or something that's going to help you in the <laughs> beginning cutter. of the game. <laughs> yeah. Well, you remember, if you remember way, way back on the first Dead Space... They had bonus suits that had a few extra, like, oh, item yeah. slots. Mm. And one was, like, modeled after the Xbox 360. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, it had the Xbox 360 colors. So, might be something similar to that. Maybe have like a you said extra all-white all suit. Yeah. But it's, like, awkward. It's got collars that are popped out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then, like, you just love, like, tofu. You're a walking fridge for the uh, right. Xbox Series X uh, version. That'd be That's good. That's hilarious. We also saw information on a brand new game, also a sci-fi horror called Fort Solis. Mm -hmm. And Troy Baker and Roger Clark came out to talk about it. I don't have much to say. I mean, looked okay, but I just... I don't even remember seeing it. That's how little I have to say. Well, yeah, you practically fell asleep while watching this thing, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think you're missing much. It didn't really stand out to me either. Naughty Dog came on and revealed concept art for the Last of Us multiplayer game. And then they talked about, I I think the trailer is what leaked for the Last of Us remake. Something leaked, though. And Mm. Last of Us remake is a from-the-ground-up remake of the first Last of Us game. PS5 and PC, September 2nd. What do you feel about a from-the-ground-up remake of a game that you love on PS5? Honestly, for this game, it came out less than 10 years ago. I feel I like it's it. pointless. Yeah. yeah, it's pointless. And I, as much as I love Naughty Dog like as a developer, like the games they make, I don't think y'all should buy this. I really no, don't. No, I don't think you should either. I wouldn't support this. Plus, they Spider-Man the faces a little bit because they're like, yeah. oh, now we have the technology to get closer to the voice actors. Stop it. Yeah, it looks good, though. Like, it looks. No, no, it looks fine. But it's like you're fucking with the art. You already right. established what these characters look like. That's what they look like in our hearts. Stop it. Stop it. It's okay for the TV show. I get that. but Yeah, it's kind of like a rose-tinted glasses situation where it's like, oh, they didn't already look like that? Yeah. No, I'm sure if you go back, the facial animation is not going to be near as good as the remake. But again, as recently as when I first got my PS4, I played the remaster, and it was just fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just not that big of a leap. I mean, I, I would have waited a few more console generations before I pulled that trick. Yeah, I think I mean? they're uh, th- them branding it part one is, you know, just to help them 
will obviously sell more copies because it's like, hey, you know, there's a part two, right? And then we can sell more copies of part two. And then, you know, could be just a circle, just a little circle of uh, capitalism. Could be. Could be, yeah, could be. Yeah. It's it's a mistake though. They could have put the time and resources towards the third game, anything else, or something, or, or like a spinoff, or yeah, like you know, there's so many DLC. stories to be told in that yeah. universe. So the many. Last of Us, Abby, doubling down, right, doubling down, <laughs> and I'd Abby buy that. and friends. <laughs> yep, I'd buy that shit. I would. I I loved Abby. <laughs> no, I she was Abby one of my so favorite much. characters. You know what I mean? Like, but anyways, yeah. yeah let's not get into that. that whole controversy. Go listen to our spoiler cast on Last of Us Part Two. Good stuff. All right, Bloober Team, and I talked about some rumors with them being involved potentially with Silent Hill. I'm thinking less so now because they announced Layers of Fears, which I assume is a sequel to Layers of Fear. Mm. They just added an S on the end. Cool. It's coming to PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and PC early 2023. What's notable about the game is they're using Unreal Engine 5. So it's one of the, you know, early games we're going to see utilizing that engine. Interesting. Bloober Team has been criticized in the past about its handling of some sensitive issues it uses to draw its content from, you know, like uh, portraying mental illness, uh, portraying abuse, things like that, Mm -hmm. that I didn't really know about until I was looking into them more because of those rumors. So I don't really have a whole lot of high hopes for it being anything sophisticated or smart, but I will admit that when I played the original layers of fear, I got scared a lot. So if you're not looking to think too hard and you're looking to get scared, you'll probably get what you need there. Marvel's midnight suns. Hmm. The Darkness Falls trailer. That was a cool trailer. It was very cool. You immediately was like, yeah, the CG was cool. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I wish they would stop making the trailers look so fucking awesome because the game is not going to look like that. Even if the, it, graphically it looks like that, it's still going to be a strategy, which is n- nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I like those types. I like, I like me an XCOM, right? But it's just... They're trying to get me overhyped for a game that I need to temper my expectations for actually how fast it's going to flow. Because those CG cutscenes are, like, amazing. Mm -hmm. They're so good. And then the design they had for the revealed characters. Spider-Man coming through, Venom, Hulk. So cool. I won't describe them too much. But what I really want to see is them put that new Spider-Man suit in Marvel Spider-Man like they've done with the past. Oh, yeah. However many suits. I want that to show up as a free download right now. And I'll right temporarily re-download that game to my PS5, play it for two seconds, and then delete it again. Can't wait to see a Marvel Spider-Man remake. <laughs> right, right. The, Mar- the Marvel Spider-Man remake for... A ground Up remake. Ground Up remake for the PS5. The we already remastered it. Fuck you. <laughs> the actor playing Spider-Man in Midnight Suns is the same that they got for Marvel Spider-Man in the new Miles Morales game and then Marvel Spider-Man 2. It's a it's Yuri Lowenthal, which mm-hmm. I guess was newsworthy, but at the same time, he's a veteran voice actor. I don't see why it wouldn't be him right now. He right. seems to be. Pl- I mean, he played it in Marvel's Avengers too, I believe. So, yeah. for all intents and purposes, Yuri Lowenthal is now Spider Man for now right. in video games, at least. Uh, they had another Street Fighter Six gameplay trailer. It focused just on fighting and revealed Guile. So yeah. if you're geeking out about character reveals and what the designs look like and not as interested in the open world, which it disappointed me. I was like, I want a more open world, but uh, I love yeah, character reveal that. trailers. <laughs> okay, so you got what you needed. Yeah, Goat Simulator Three drop in fall twenty twenty two. Son of Goat. Son of Goat, goat. Simulator Three. Son of Goat. 
They showed off Neon White, which I think I've seen trailers before. It's actually dropping this week, uh, June 16th. Mm-hmm. They call it a card-based first-person shooter speedrun game for freaks. By freaks. Mm. <laughs> it's very <laughs> stylish and stylized, and it looks really cool. It's actually coming out for Switch and PC, and uh, Steve Bloom actually plays the, the main character. I recognize his voice. That's right. So it's something completely different. So if you're looking into something, you want to play something wild and wacky with an interesting gameplay hook, might be good to follow that this week. If you don't have anything else coming out, you want to play Midnight Fight Express. We've been following that for a while. That's from that single developer uh, that they keep calling. He's a dad. And he's developing by himself. I guess they keep <laughs> pointing out that he's a dad because, yeah, when you're a dad and you're trying to do anything, it, it can be tough to find the yeah. time. So totally get that. August 23rd is when it comes out, but there is a demo on Steam right now if you want to check it, the Overhead Brawler. Uh, looks pretty fun. It's also, of course, going to come to consoles, but not the next generation. It's PS4 and Xbox with Switch, not PS5 and XNS, interestingly oh, enough. Okay. They showed off gameplay footage for Cuphead, the delicious last course. Looks great, honestly. More of what you want, and it's amazing that they got that same quality of animation out so quickly. Very impressed. Love to see it. Nice. Zenless Zone Zero. This is some anime bullshit I thought you might be interested in, but yeah. you didn't really discern it from the other games. Yeah, well, like. they, they came right after each back. other. <laughs> yeah. Here's a block of anime. Blah. The one-hour anime block. Let's go. Yeah, I guess when you shotgun blast a bunch of anime games all at once, that can do it. But mm-hmm. of all the ones they showed, Zenless Zone Zero really stood out to me. I think it's the same devs that did Genshin Impact, and it just looks like a really fucking solid action game i saw a lot of like really unique looking characters with very fluid action uh, style attacks fighting mechs Mm -hmm. and just it looked good it looked great looked way better than scarlet nexus what i was telling you earlier so if you enjoyed that game i think it might be worth a look see i don't think i got no i don't think i got any information about what it's on or when it's coming out so maybe it's just newer or i missed it i'm not sure Mm -hmm. we'll see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, June 16th. That's also coming out this week. Straight to Game Pass, which is cool. They showed off Casey Jones, and we now know that you can do six-player mode local and online. That's going to be bananas if you get all six players. That's cool. Another game that's coming straight to Game Pass day one is called Humankind. It looks a little like Civ, but maybe more zoomed in. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. You know, you're building up civilizations and fighting them against others. Interesting concept. I might check it out. Soul Hackers 2. Yeah. August 26th. Everything but Switch. What do you guys say about Soul Hackers 2? Man, all I'm saying is that it looks dope as fuck. And anything Shin Megami Tensei related going forward, for me now, is like an instant buy. Just because even uh, Shin Megami Tensei 5, like having not played any of the Shin Megami Tensei games and it being like significantly harder than Persona. Like, I still found myself, like, enjoying the grind, enjoying the gameplay, the battle system, everything. Just, mwah. So, Soul Hackers is going to be another variation on that. I'm with it. Bring me the anime. Bring it to me now, please. Excellent. Excellent. All right. They showed off 2022 Samsung TVs are now playing cloud services, including Stadia and Game Pass. Cool. Not going to get that TV. Just got a new TV not too long ago, so. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's neat that they're starting to bake in cloud services onto the TV, so you don't necessarily have to buy a console or a PC if you don't want to. The, right. the fact that we have that technology is interesting. 
And from preliminary reports that I've looked at, it seems like they're pretty competently playing the games, too. So high hopes for that. There's a demo out now for Metal Hellsinger, which is that rhythm shooter featuring several different metal artists. Mm-hmm. Basically, like you do first-person shooting to the music. The music sounds amazing. Aren't you like a fallen angel and you're trying to get your way back into heaven or something? I don't something know, like but that. that sounds metal as fuck too, so cool. <laughs> but it's on PC, Xbox, X, and S, and PS5. Uh, so if you have access to play it on any of those platforms, the demo is out now. I'm going to try it this week, and uh, I'll talk to you guys about it next week. Right, all right. The last thing we found of note in the Summer Game Fest was the quarry. Was this trailer that they showed on the Summer Game Fest, was that different than the trailer you saw? Because it seems like it was, because at yeah, no it point was. was it like, you got to get back before dark. Right. Yeah. Stay inside and walk those doors. I did recognize a lot of famous actors so you're right they brought the stars yeah. also there's some money on the super massive game because 2k is producing it oh yeah which i found interesting like oh they went and got a little healthy sponsor there yeah if i uh see see some good reviews for it, i might go ahead and just outright buy it brand new because i like i like games like that and i want them to keep making games like that yeah i know it, the, the thing is like it's out right now i think it came out today games like these these super massive games they drop in price so quickly i know I also want to get it immediately. You know what we need to do? Because we talked about it before. Go ahead and get it. And if you want, we can go halvesies on it or something. But we need to do like a get together. Have me, you, our friends. Like we need to sit down and like play it. Like, you know, we talked about in that in that yeah. Until Dawn style. We're all hanging out together. Get some popcorn. That would be a fun night. Yeah, for sure. Let's do that. Let's get for serious sure. about that. For sure. For sure. So the quarry. Hopefully we'll be playing that soon. Like I said, right after Summer Game Fest on the upload that they did, because I didn't watch it live, they did the Day of the Devs, which is an independent games festival that's been going on for about 10 years. Double Fine started it. They used to do it locally in San Fran, but uh, it was digital this year, which is cool. So we get to see some of the indie games that are all showing off. There was a bunch. I wrote down a few I thought were notable. So there is a game called Time Flies. It's very minimalist, and you play as a fly, and you're checking off items on your bucket list because you only have so mm. long to live because you're a fly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it seemed pretty cool. It reminded me a little bit of Mr. Mosquito, just less horny. <laughs> it is on everything but Xbox and is releasing 2023, so look for that if you're interested. And I don't know if this was developed by Double Fine or not. I don't think it was, but there's an on rail, like literally an on rail shooter because you're driving around a train. You're right. It's called Choo Choo Charles. So <laughs> the conceit is, is there's this monster train coming after you, and like his face, he looks like something that Meat Canyon would draw, but he's unstoppable, and you need to go around and do like in first person view in the map. Get off your train and go around and do different missions for people to get either supplies or actual parts to augment your train to make it stronger. So that way when Choo Choo Charles shows up, you can take it out. Mm-hmm. It's kind of scary. It's like if you were swim, you were going down a river in a canoe that had guns mounted to it. And <laughs> you have to dive into the river to get bullets, but there's like alligators everywhere. <laughs> That's kind of what it feels like to me. (laughs) I kind of want to keep an eye on that game because I like the design. I think it's only coming to Steam, though. So it it looked like a type of game I could run. It didn't look like it was graphically intensive. But uh, you might want to check your settings before you check that out. And that's coming out this year. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. They had a game called Escape Academy, which was described like Hogwarts, but for escape rooms. Mm. 
So you can attend the academy in single player or co-op, and the conceit is you are mastering the art of puzzle solving and looking to become the ultimate escape artist. So you'll have instructors kind of standing over you, like giving you hints and stuff, and you're solving all these escape room style puzzles. I think this is the only game of its kind. I don't know if there's any other escape room video games out there yet. I don't think so. But uh, yeah, really interesting conceit. It's going to be on everything but Switch, and it's actually releasing next month on the 14th. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. A game for all of those obsessive-compulsive organizers. So I, I, I kind of eyeballed it a little bit. It's called A Little to the Left. It's described as a cozy puzzle game where you sort, stack, or tidy up things in a house, arrange items in a particular way, solve puzzles intuitively just by looking at it and sussing out how you think the game wants you to sort it Mm -hmm. eventually as you go on it starts to get a little bit more surreal so you may start really grounded in somebody's house or your house i guess and then eventually as you solve puzzles things will kind of get a little bendy and there's a cat that roams the house that occasionally just comes in and messes all your shit up you'll just see a paw come in and bash things i thought that was funny that they, uh, they added up an asshole cat just being a cat. So mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's coming to Switch and Steam later this year. A couple more games. Bear and Breakfast. You play a bear that runs a bed and breakfast in the woods. All right. Seems like a laid back adventure game, kind of like a management sim. Mm-hmm. It's a management sim that kind of tells a story, which is interesting. You don't see too many of those. Usually it's one or the other. Yeah. It comes out at the end of next month on the 28th, Switch and Steam. And then finally, the other one that stood out to me, and it has a demo out now on Steam, Roots of Pacha. Pacha. The easiest way to describe it, it is Stardew Valley if you were in the Stone Age. Complete with like woolly mammoths and saber-toothed tigers and, you know, crude tools, all that good stuff. So pretty interesting. Yeah, it looks exactly like Stardew Valley, but if you were to do a Stone Age mod. So (laughs) they even cited, I think, Stardew Valley and Harvest Moon as inspirations, which makes complete sense. So All right. All right, I think that'll do it for gaming news. That was a lot. Yeah. It's going to be a pretty healthy episode. All right. Well, before we get off here, I've uh, been thinking a lot lately. I've been having thoughts of the uh, the light variety, the medium variety, and the deep thoughts with Player 2. Deep thoughts. That's right. It's Player back. Player 2. Oh, God, here we go. (laughs) Back to arguing about how we start the segment. All right, so we brought it back. We want to give you guys a quote this week to close out on. And this week's quote comes from God of War 3, since Derek loves God of War so much, and we might be getting it this year. And it comes from the character Pandora. Hope is what makes us strong. It is why we are here. It's what we fight with. When all else is lost. Amen. It's good. I like yeah. that. It's true too. Keep it is to true. real life. <laughs> keep hope alive. Yes, keep on fighting. Kratos, fight Kratos hoped that he could kill all the gods and just be a total asshole, and he succeeded. He, did. he hung on to that hope. Mm-hmm. So, except for that part where he tried to unalive himself in the first game. But what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. All right. I know how I go. <laughs> so we will leave you with that. We're going to take a quick break to go to our ad. Be right back. And we're back. Okay, Derek, you got the gamer, you got the goodies, you got the more. You're mm-hmm. getting these finds out here, these rare, fantastic finds. Where can people look those up and strike a deal with you to get the gamer, the goodies, and the more? 
Yeah, they can check out the eBay store at ebay.com slash str slash gamer goodies and more. I got so much stuff on there. Y'all gotta check it out. Message me something. Hit me up. And also, I am now at the Peddler's Mall East at 7803 East Washington Street, where I will be in there pretty much all day, every day, on the weekends especially, where you can come in, chat with me about games, anime, pop culture, whatever. Play some Wii Sports Resort. Yeah, play some Wii Sports Resort. Tell me how you don't like the latest black woman character in whatever show. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> they like. Get the hell out of my booth. Oh, God. Oh, so sh- I hate saying cringe, but so cringe. And I am on Instagram at GamerGoodiesMore and Twitter at Goodies underscore more. Honestly, I don't post. I haven't posted in a very long time. So you should post. I should. While you're sitting in your booth, you should just take pictures of your phone and post. Take pictures of, yeah. Like, bruh, this is online mm-hmm. and it's here in the booth. Come come through and get yeah. this shit. Yeah, come get it. Come, come yeah. to me. All right. Well, don't forget, folks, we upload new episodes to our hub at anchor.fm slash player two is near the pod every single Sunday. But you can listen to our podcasts anywhere that they're available on platforms like Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also find us on social media, TikTok.com slash at player two is near the pod, Facebook.com slash player two is near the pod, YouTube.com slash player two is near the podcast. Subscribe, like, follow, comment, share, rate, review, whatever it is that you can do. We really appreciate getting into that algorithm, getting the word out for us. It's a great way to support us for free. It takes hardly any time. If you want to put forth more effort to support us, pay a little money, you could do that. We have a patreon.com slash player two is under the pod. And we do have tiers and rewards for those who decide to support us. Like our good friend, Jordan. Thank you so much for continuing to support us. We appreciate you, sir. If you want to contact us, you can do it via social media or more directly by emailing us at mcpaperstacks at gmail.com. If you have listener questions, guest suggestions, feedback, etc., we love to hear from our listeners and we love to hear your guys' feedback and questions. So don't be shy. Reach out to us. All right. For those who did come out to listen to us this week, we appreciate you. We love you and we will see you next week. Take care. Peace.